Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Happy New Year! Woo! 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 Right, let's crack on with the podcast. Enough of that festive stuff. We've had enough of that over the past day. <laughs> right, it's the 2nd of January. Let's crack on. My name's Ashley Green. I'm joined by the smiling tall man that is... Oh, Aiden O'Sullivan! Yeah, you yeah, did this at the Magic Circle. You did that oh, in the Magic Circle. I did do that at the Magic Circle, actually. Threw him under the bus. Well, not literally, otherwise we wouldn't have been able to do the talk together. But, um, yeah. <laughs> right, moving on. <laughs> Past all the festivities and death and doom and gloom. Um, we're here to let you in on something really interesting. We thought it'd be a really nice dynamic of this podcast if we kind of let you into our world and maybe share some of the behind-the-scenes of, like, why we're doing certain things Um so that we can kind of teach in a different angle today, let you know about something that we're doing, which you'll be able to see why, so that you can also understand why we say some of the things on the podcast. Any of that makes sense, my friend? No, not at all. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. Uh, we believe that there are three major steps there to tackle actual the whole of this year um, and really make this year absolutely incredible. And the way we're going to kind of angle this is... We could easily sit here and give you a massive to-do list, but we don't really want you to do that. Instead, we'd rather um, give each other a to-do list and then hopefully you get some insight out of it. So basically, long story short, this is a behind the scenes on a coaching session between us about us. Um, about me. About him. Not about you. <laughs> All right, let's rock and roll. Adam, it's 2022. It's the start of a new year. Fresh. you got to see today all the opportunities. Where the hell are you starting? What are we doing, Aiden? Why are you going to do something? What are you going to do? Where's your mind at? Where are we in your magic biz, my friend? Well, here's the thing. For um, for a long time, we've obviously all been through a little bit of a chaotic past few years. Um, so this year, we're really trying to step it up and actually make, a, make an impact. I don't want my magic business to be doing dozens of gigs every single week going absolutely crazy i'm just not up for that it's not kind of my cup of tea instead i'll i'm looking to um find the sweet spot between uh stage public performances and maybe one or two private bookings a month that's kind of where i'm uh really balancing things my aim is to really actually get people into the stage shows the public shows into my world onto my email list and things so they can have some long-term nurture um and then over time, turn those into actual private bookings and um, and vice versa to bring the people that are inquiring for private bookings like weddings and things, uh, actually moving those into stage shows to help fill the seats. And my, my real plan for 2022 is to, is to leverage the heck out of that and get a good, consistent show. Actually, um, I'm hoping that I can start in a in a small venue, which is what I've got planned so far for January, start in a small venue and hopefully by the end of the year have a be consistent with much much bigger venues with a with a bigger audience that's my plan if that makes sense 
It does, it does. And I think a lot of entertainers, when they start a new year, they get overambitious and they just go, I want to do everything. And that's where things go wrong for them. And what you're saying is, I really know what I want to do. I'm very specific with the amount of gigs that I want to do. And I know that stage shows are where I want to shine. And I'll just have the occasional weddings around. That's what you're really aiming for there. You're being much more specific with that. Yeah, 100%. I think that, so. at the end of the day, one of the big things that uh, we've noticed a lot of people do um, is when it comes down to a new year or any change in situations, people want to... People, There's this weird thing that people believe um, that doing magic um uh, for pa- like paid magic like doing gigs or or whatever you want to call it, gigs shows bookings whatever taking on paid work as a an entertainer a lot of people seem to believe that that means going full time people think that just by taking on a few bookings oh i'm i'm committed to full time i don't and i don't want to be a full time pro so there's no point me doing one or two gigs every so often which actually is the complete opposite to what we genuinely think is the best approach if you if you have a passion and you are good at performing and you want to perform more why not do a handful of gigs every so often and actually get get a little bit of cash in the bank for it it's not going professional and all that kind of stuff but to get back to your point long story short is that yeah i'm being much more selective over the um the 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 gigs i am doing because i want to make sure that my time and energy is focused on um I would say more high priority things but things that i value more right now which is uh, experimenting and getting creative with new stage shows and things um yeah that's that's and and projects outside of magic uh, for example but yeah that's that's kind of my focus i want to want to get some good recurring stage shows and be be known as the guy that sells tickets to his shows Easy is that, easy is that. And obviously one of those things, hopefully, hopefully if this is reopened, uh, it might might be a joint adventure between us uh, at some point, which uh, you guys can keep your eye out for. <laughs> Not leaking anymore, otherwise I'll get a slap in the face. I think this is the thing for me as well. I realised during 20, um, 2020, uh, performing virtually, that I just had way more fun. I remember saying this to you, I had way more fun actually performing to people at large like i've always been a close-up worker i've been in the trenches at weddings parties small family barbecues larger events fancy events which people just put on to impress the neighbors and the people down the road saying oh i've got more money than you i've done all this close-up stuff but it's through doing the virtual shows that i've realized i actually really enjoy stage as well there's something as a really nice dynamic when people actually come to watch you as opposed to you're just the inconvenience in the room or oh there's this guy oh he does cool things like i i really love the stage stuff more so that's one thing i'm looking to focus on similar to yourself but the way i'm tackling it a lot of my shows are going to be more towards like the beginning of 2022 and then 2023 and 2024 um in kind of that q1 january february march and then i'll have like the occasional stage shows going throughout the rest of the year but my main focus is more in like uh the corporate world um one of the things we're working on at the moment i've written up some corporate talks which i absolutely love to pieces and i just think they're gonna be like so so useful to people because it aligns with a lot of the things i'm interested in outside magic as well and to be able to get booked to do a show which is something i love and i've just looked down at my ring and it's currently monitoring my heart rate for those that know or nice little aura ring um but to be able to do a show as well, as well as teach something outside on like neurodiversity in the workplace, 
really hits home. So there's one thing that I'm hoping uh, to get more into. Um, and as a byproduct uh, later in this episode, uh, I'm probably sure I fill you in some of the ways in which I've already been working on how to get that and uh, and what I've been currently doing. So similar to yourself, but more stage shows at the beginning of the year and more in that kind of corporate field with a few speaking gigs on top of it. Sounds pretty, pretty fantastic. And I think what's really important here is that the first step uh, to summarize like this sort of concept, first step is, is to actually work out what it is that you are offering as an entertainer. The first thing that you can actually do, if you really want to make 2022 a smash hit, it's actually working out what do, what do you want? Because at the end of the day, if you want to go commit to full-time, there's nothing wrong with that at all. If you want to commit to full-time entertainer, that's totally available to you. You can do that. We'd love to help you do that. But at the same time, if you just want to do a handful of gigs and a handful of shows here and there and just have a bit of fun with it, then again, we'd still love to help you with that. But you have to set the decision now. You have to get really intentional over what is it that you're actually aiming for. And then you can put in your battle plans for that. Then you can actually create your step by step. I need to do this, then this, then this. Because at the end of the day, the biggest, the biggest challenge that we see, and in fact, we spoke about this at our lecture for the Magic Circle, people think that the biggest challenge or the biggest obstacle that they've got right now to going full time or this, that and the other is leads. Is, is I don't have enough leads. I need more leads. Um, and that's actually not necessarily true. Because imagine that you woke up tomorrow and overnight, You'd had a thousand inquiries for, for, for your entertainment. A thousand people want you performing at their events. Could you handle that? I, I, I definitely could not handle it. Maybe I could if I just cleared out my calendar and had a long day with a lot of coffee. Maybe by 11 o'clock in the evening, I might have tackled those inquiries. But chances are you're not equipped for that. But imagine what would happen if you got a thousand the day after that. And maybe, maybe even 5,000 the day after that. Like, there's no way on earth that you'd be able to tackle those, what, uh, 7,000 inquiries in three days. It's just not possible. You're not equipped for that. And yes, it's a really ridiculous example. And, and people laugh when we say it, but it just goes to prove the point that leads isn't the, isn't the problem. Getting leads isn't actually the problem. The first big problem is actually working out what you offer and what you want. When you've got those two side by side, then you can go and worry about how you're going to actually make that happen and, and what you're going to have to do. But yeah, big point number one, actually make that decision. What do you want out of this year? If this time next year, what would you like to be different about you, your life, your business, everything? Get clear on that. And correct me if I'm wrong, but when we listen to what we've both spoke about, surely for us, it's just been a little bit more essential with the work that we're doing. Like we're way more clear of what we're doing now, but both of us came to the same realization that we don't want to be doing 5 million gigs a week. And you've known me for a while, like going back, um, I think to about 2020, um, very early on then I said, I only want to do maximum of two private bookings a month and three in December. That's 25 private gigs a year, which to some people they go, that's completely stupid. Only 25. But for me, at the price of charge is the right amount and it means that I've got all of the freedom to do the other things that I enjoy because I'm fitting the entertainment around my life rather than just building a business which just takes over and I think that's a real crucial thing for us like we want to build something that's sustainable and something which 
allows us to do what we enjoy rather than just building a job and then resenting a job because we're stuck in the job, not being able to do things outside of the job. And I think that's one of the biggest problems that a lot of entertainers build up. Um, they just try and do this over and over. And that's a wonderful dog in the background. <laughs> they do this over and over and over and over and over constantly, constantly, constantly trying to do more, do more, do more, but they get stuck and they get burnt out. And I think that's a big problem in our industry. I'm curious, at the end of the day, Adam, we've spoken about what we want to do. We've spoken about some of the things. How are we actually making it a reality then? I think this will be really interesting to cover on the podcast. I think one of the, the, one of the most important things is that now you know, but first of all, what do you want? What what gigs are you after? How many are you after? What price point do, do you need? Again, this is all that entire stuff. And if you if you need a little bit of help actually tackling that stuff, um, by all means, just reach out. Um, we've got some resources that you might find actually particularly particularly valuable helping you um through that process. Now, this ne the next step is obviously making it making it happen. Say you say you want twenty five or one hundred and fifty gigs a year. It doesn't matter. Uh, say you want a hundred gigs. Uh, this year what type of gigs are they how do you actually go about making them possible so for me here's the thing uh, because i'm not get trying for individual bookings i'm looking for tickets sold and repeat tickets sold and people coming back for the show and talking about the show and turning the show into something that builds its own momentum and its own velocity uh, velocity and actually becomes so much bigger than what it is in its during its small infancy stage so how do we actually go about that? Well, first of all, I want to make sure that I've got the systems in place to tell people about the show. Obviously, just going up and every every month, say, trying to sell 30, 60, 100, 100 plus seats to a show, that's going to be a nightmare. Trying to sell, having to sell a ticket every single day, sometimes two, sometimes three, that's going to get hard. So instead, what's much, much easier is to bring people into your world. And, and for me, I love bringing putting people onto email and um, that's a particularly valuable resource so actually getting people in on email to find out more about shows for me that gives me perfect opportunity to email consistently multiple times a week maybe dare i say it even daily to actually talk uh, about these shows and what it is what it's like in my world and then when a show's coming up it's nice and easy to move into a, 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 a i don't want to say a plug because it's not a plug but move into that sort of promotion instead so yeah it's just a hey i know you're interested you're still interested in what i do are you interested in this because i know you're interested and they're like yeah of course i'm interested <laughs> it's literally like that well, this is it it's finding your finding the people right now that are your, like your hottest leads hottest um in it, it like the hottest people in your circle and when we we talk about hot cold leads etc it's it's imagine that um somebody brand new that's never met you before you don't know them they just encounter you. Chances of them booking you there and then, if let's say presumably they are actually having an event, the chances of them booking you there and then, very, very minimal because they don't know anything about you and also you don't know anything about them. So it's going to be really uh, weird to navigate that situation. But unfortunately, most entertainers see that that is the only approach and that's why people think that leads are a problem and they can't convert their leads and all of that kind of stuff, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a second. But when they, when they go into this approach, they're just talking to people they've never met before. And it's so hard to get those people because you have to move them from cold to warm and actually interested in either you or 
it's not even either, is it? It's, it's getting them interested in both you and what you offer and then turning them into a prospect and then having to convert them into a client. There's so much more work. Whereas actually what we can do is we can start by finding the people that are your, your hyper responders, the people that are the most engaged, the people that love and respect what it is that you do. And that they could be friends, family, past clients, wh- whoever the heck it is, just whoever's closest in your in your. Uh, I'm trying to think of another way of putting it: the network, because I don't want I don't want to cast up all those BS old strategies for networking, because that's not what we're talking about here. But actually, using the people that are, you're connected with and closest with can give you the the biggest jump start to actually, well, any anything that you want, whether that is private bookings or whether that's people coming to see your stage show, whatever that may be, just using your hyper-responders first as a, as a call-to-action point, then you're, then you're in a really great position and it's much easier yeah. to convert. It's your circle is the most important, especially in my field. Those people that I connect with, like going into corporate work, like literally is all about those people. I get in with the right people, I'm sorted. <laughs> literally, it is as simple as that. But one of the things that... Uh, I'm really fond of watching uh, you do with this strategy. Well, it's not really this. I say strategy. Ignore that word. Ignore everything I've just said then. What I've seen you doing (laughs) with this, that's the word, this, is literally you're giving people something to do when they're not booking you. You're not allowing people to drift off. Too many entertainers, I think, they will uh, get an inquiry through. They book it, they don't book it, the event comes around, they don't do the event, the person drifts off. Uh, they don't get an inquiry through, but they establish contact with someone that there could be a, an opportunity there. But then there's nothing for them to do, there's no contact, and then they just drift off. Uh, and this is a big problem that comes up time and time again. And, and if you want to get repeat work or you even want to capitalize on opportunities that haven't surfaced yet you've got to be staying connected with your audience and more importantly you've got to be doing them uh, giving them something to do and giving them a reason to hang around and and i feel this what you're doing here means that you are going to be capitalizing on opportunities they've got something to do they've got a reason to stay around they're more in your world so when it comes to selling shows it's just easier It's so much easier and it's so much easier because people haven't, as you said, haven't had the time to get bored, get confused, not know who you are or or any of that kind of stuff. People are staying around because they actually like you, which means that anything that you say or anything that you do is going to be met with a warm welcome almost immediately. Like we've all been there where we've thrown out a social media post or something along the lines of new availability or new show tickets available here, X, Y, Z. And it's just to have nothing. No engagement. No one's clicked on it. No one's uh, commented on it. No one's liked it. No one's done anything on social media. But actually, what you're doing here is you're capturing... For me, again, I use email, but I also use my Instagram quite a lot for this kind of stuff because it's just really, really good. Um, If you're not on Instagram, building an audience there, I'd probably recommend it a bit more than Facebook. I've had so many... On on that, I've had so many leads with it. I've got a contact of a man who um is managing a nine-bedroom Victorian house where we're looking to do a show. Just just found me via Instagram. I get so many leads via Instagram, just out of the blue. Great place, wonderful place. It's unexpected as well, because well, what a lot of entertainers do, they do two things. First of all, uh, when it comes down to social media, they, they jump to, uh, say, Facebook, because everyone's on Facebook. If you Yes, I mean, chances are you're listening to this, you are on Facebook or have been or should be on Facebook. Um, as much as I hate social media, 
it's so important. But a lot of people jump into, say they're doing a new show and we'll use new show as an example because it kind of, it overlaps exactly. Just replace new show with, um, now available for bookings or whatever. But a lot of people jump into the local Facebook groups, just sharing links and plugging posts and stuff and hoping that it lands. And very rarely does it ever land. And then the other approach is that people that want to go into the corporate world, well, they do that. But they also just go and spam connect with loads of people on LinkedIn and don't really understand what they're And it's very, very weird and uncomfortable. Um, but actually, if you can get right in that sweet spot of uh, of where people can actually find out more about you authentically and what it is that you do, you're in a great position. And uh, and, and again, it will change for you. Maybe um, the, the local Facebook groups are the thing for you and your type of entertainment. Maybe LinkedIn is perfect for the type of clients that you're actually looking for. Maybe Instagram is also great because Instagram, you've got that two, that two approach. Um, you can post anything that you want professionally actually there, but you could use like this story feature to just post informal stuff so that people can actually build that relationship with you. And that's the key. It's not spam them every day with emails or spam them every day with social media posts or, or talk to them absolutely every single day. It's deepen the relationship consistently. That's the key consistently over an extended period of time. It's a word you've said there, relationship. And I know a lot of entertainers, a lot of magicians, um, well, magicians and entertainers as a whole, to be honest, anyone in the arts, they find it hard to get gigs to actually get booked to make money from this. And consistently, like you get people that do one, well, one month and then January comes around. They're like, well, oh, I guess it's just an empty time of year. No, it was a load of BS. Um, <laughs> it could be as busy as you want. You just got to know what to do. Um, oh, look, you listen to a wonderful podcast. I'll tell you how to do that. <laughs> um, jokes aside, like entertainers, they, they really struggle when it comes to the aspect of lead gen. And I, I, I want to open this up to ask your thoughts on this. Do you think this is because most people go, okay, how do I get gigs? And that's where it is. It's like, how do I just get gigs? I want to work on getting gigs. I need to get gigs. I need to make money. I want people to book me. Because, uh, and I, I would love to hear your thoughts in a second um, on this, Aiden. Um, but for me, I transitioned from, okay, I need to get gigs. I need to make money. How will I connect with the right people? How will I build a relationship that will allow me to do that sustainably for the long term uh, and when i transitioned to doing that it was so much easier to get gigs and get referrals and get all of these great opportunities out of it because i wasn't going in looking to sell a load of stuff i wasn't going in to make a load of cash i was going in to build relationships and nurture those relationships now how, how brutal can i get Go for it. Because there's a big Free mindset speech. shift. There's a podcast. <laughs> there's, there's a big mindset shift here. And the easiest way to make the shift is to realize that regardless of who you are, you don't deserve anything. You don't deserve anything. Posting something on social media because you need gigs, you don't deserve the gigs. If you, you're, you're going out there trying to connect with loads of people because you, you want them to book you, you don't deserve to be booked by them. 
And when you realize that, and I'm not saying this because doom and gloom and all of that kind of stuff, when you have that realization of, oh my God, yeah, you're right, posting something on social media and hoping a load of people will come and buy a ticket to that, or posting something on social media and hoping to have a ton of inquiry, oh yeah, well, I, I, I don't deserve that to be the case. What have I, what have I personally done to warrant actually putting a post out on social media and selling out my next, my next show? What, what have I done to deserve that? truth is probably not a lot if anything and when you pair but when you bear that in mind and pair that with ah i need to go and build some great relationships even if that's only a handful of people in the short term that will grow naturally over time and over time as you build momentum in that area of your life it will grow over time and it'll be much much easier to do but if you haven't spent the time building any form of relationships, deepening the relationships, opening up and, and being both incredibly generous with um, your time, energy and resources, but also incredibly vulnerable in the process, you're going to be in a really sticky situation because it's just hard to get any form of, of reciprocity out of anything that you do, especially online. It's, it's just so much harder. So when you realize that you don't deserve anything, it kind of makes you sit down and just realize, oh my gosh, what are the actual action steps? It's not posting on social media three times a day and, and doing 400 TikTok videos a week. It's, it's not that at all. It's actually connecting with the right people. It's actually spending time to be open and share more about yourself rather than, hey, book me every 10 seconds. That's the mindset shift. That's the the decision maker. When it comes down to any form of leads, you want leads, you want ticket sold you want sellout shows you want to do arenas you you want to do whatever you like if you remember you don't deserve anything then you find the right starting points and at least that's and again at least that's for me that's for ashley that's kind of the same approach we don't deserve that so we're going to work hard to earn it and then that's when the progress can come in uh, i mean this is in reality like this is a part of the biz which seems hard like how to actually get leads in how to make the money and make that exchange that's for a lot of people the hardest bit and they can't get it to work but in reality it can be the easiest of things when you have that shift you want to go out and book a five grand show with a talk afterwards okay stop trying to just bombard everyone and just sell it and find the right people to connect with and nurture and build those relationships literally that's my plan like the way in which i'm already 50 percent booked for next year has not come from spamming people, um, Facebook posts galore like what you said, Aiden, um, or even just cold calling and spamming people that way. And I, I've done like no fares or anything like that, but it's come from nurturing relationships and getting on board with people. Uh, literally, that's it. And that, and that's really the second major step when it comes down to actually tackling 2022 or any year at any point, whenever, is actually really work out how are you going to create those consistent leads? Not a million leads now, but how are you going to create those consistent leads from people that you're already connected with? Don't make it harder than it needs to be. Just work with the people that you've got, the people that know you, the people that love and respect you. Use that pool of people to create the consistent leads. So again, just to recap, step number one is to actually work out and get really clear on your offers and, and find a way of making them really appealing to, to the point that it's obvious that that's what you want. 
Part number two, actually working out the process to getting those consistent leads and move in the right direction. Uh, and then the third thing, which is, which is a biggie. Um, I don't want to spend ages and ages on this because I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about this on, on future episodes, but let's say somebody does inquire and they, 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 they pop up to your inbox and they're like, Hey, I'd like to book you. What's the process? How does it work? How much do you charge? Most people freeze. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. It's so awkward. Or most people go, yeah, I'm 300 for two hours uh, or 150 for an hour. And just go through it like that. Like, literally, that's what they say with no other context. Or, or, or they do a back and forth with about a billion emails asking questions that probably aren't really that <gasps> well, relevant. There's no specifics. It's all tailored for the event. Oh, can we can we out this right now? I, let's do an entire just the tip on this. But custom shows and custom packages for personal events, stop doing them. Oh my gosh, they are the most annoying and unco- It's not helpful. It's just not helpful. It doesn't help you sell yourself because you can't give the client any information. The clients, it just, it puts so much expectation and pressure on your client's end. It just, it, it ugh, we'll talk about this on Adjusted Tip, but customized shows and custom packages and all that stuff. Nah, much, much more in favor of adapting an existing package rather than customizing and, and tailored or what's the other what's the word? Is it, it begin with a B? Bespoke. 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 Hate that word. Hate that word. Um, but yeah, so many people do that, like back and forth with a million and one emails, like to try and get all the information that. And and I don't know about you, Ashley, but for me, knowing the number of guests doesn't really impact how much I'm going to charge for what I do. Oh, it's the same price. <laughs> uh, what's another? What's another great one that people ask for? Um. The dress code. Yeah, is the dress code going to impact? I've never got why people ask that one. I'm going to wear the same thing I always wear. <laughs> but this is the thing. Like, so there's, a, there's a stock list of so many questions that people ask back and forward because apparently that's the way it's supposed to help. And it makes it really awkward, uncomfortable, and hard to sell because it's an interrogation, not uh, n- not... A good conversation at the end of the day. Someone inquires and it's like, oh, here's my prices immediately. Or it's all right, brilliant. Well, let me run you through all of this. Or perfect, let's fill out this form and then I'll get back to you. It's much easier to just be crystal clear of what you're doing. And then the next, I think, is a mindset shift again. Um, We mentioned it on kind of generating leads, like the easiest way of generating leads stop just trying to sell to everyone and actually just start nurturing and building relationships and i think it's the same sort of thing here just stop hardball selling to people and start qualifying everyone at least that's a process for me and you as well you're trying to find the right people that you want to work with so that it doesn't take up too much of your time well this is it at the end of the day and i think what's beautiful if you've got some form of consistent nurture in place whether that's on your social media or on an email list or through conversations or whatever the people that are inquiring are incredibly likely to know you respect you or have come from a really great recommendation and as a result this bit of sales is ridiculously straightforward it's streamlined it's easy and in fact one of the big things that we uh, I'm sure we'll discuss later this month on a podcast um actually our process uh, on the discovery call which is a, essentially a check for best fit 
We don't interview our clients and pitch to them. That's the that's the worst bit. Like imagine imagine if you're feeling uncomfortable about selling yourself right now or offering your packages and, and pitching. If you feel uncomfortable about pitching at all, imagine if you just stopped doing that bit. Would that a make your life a lot easier? Ignore the end result, but would that make your life easier? Would you feel more comfortable if you weren't pitching to clients? If yes, you're correct. If no, you're incorrect. It, it will make your life so much easier. And because it's coming from a great recommendation, it means that you can just check for best fit, have those easy conversations and not have to worry about preparing your elevator pitch or, or yeah, just nah. Traditional, yeah. conventional, conven- conventional business advice out there. Just it, I'm going to say it, it sucks for entertainers because it just, our industry works very differently. I think this is a thing like at the end of the day, you just want to make your sales effortless. If it's too hard for you, it's another time investment. It's like, I've, it's kind of been like a, an underlying theme throughout the episode, which has kind of been hidden, but all of these little things, little time investment, little time investment, emails back and forth, little time investment, dealing with a million leads. Well, that's a quite a big time investment. <laughs> that's not an investment. Having to sell and sell and sell and go back and negotiate and saying, oh, how are you getting too much of a time investment it's all about streamlining the process making it easier and to be honest when you start qualifying people so that you're only dealing with the people that you actually want to deal with well you know that the events that you're going to be doing are going to be worthwhile and that keeps a passion and the events fun which is what you want you don't want to be doing stuff which you don't enjoy secondly the people that you're going to be working with you're going to enjoy them because you've qualified them. They're people that you like getting along with anyway. It's going to be easier to keep up that relationship and the nurture, which is going to lead to more events, more gigs, more opportunities. And thirdly, when it does come to selling to them, because they want to work with you, you want to work with them because you've qualified them and they're right. Well, now when you sell to them, it's just literally a chat. It's literally, how can I help? <laughs> at the end of the day it's like okay where are we what's the situation how can i help and there's just a chat back and forth and because the relationship's already there at least what i've found because you've already built up that relationship the good rapport with someone when it comes to this part i don't have any people shopping around in fact the only people that come back to me and say i found a magician that's cheaper are literally just the cold leads Anyone else, anyone else out there goes, brilliant, thank you so much, Ashley. And they don't shop around because they just want me and only me because they trust me and they like me and they like what I do. They specifically want the packages that I'm offering. They specifically want the style of entertainment that I'm offering and everything else that's included. And they just get along with me and trust me. And what a brilliant place to be in because there's no competition. You don't have to negotiate your prices. It just is what it is. And I think the other thing that's particularly important is, um, again, as we sort of summarize here, um, uh, again, this whole third point of making making your sales process actually effortless. I think the other point is to actually have a process because most people don't. Most people don't know what they're doing when a lead turns up. They just hit reply to that email and hope for the best. Some people sometimes, depending on what mood they're in or what day of the week it is, they'll uh, they'll phone the client um, or maybe they just won't reply for a week and then hope for the best a week after that. And Or, or maybe like, who knows? If you don't have a clear cut process, a step-by-step playbook of what it is that you're actually going to do when it comes down to this sales, the, the sales bit and inquiry, 
Like you, you won't be equipped to deal with a million and one leads, as we said. Like if your sales process is not robust enough to tackle a million leads or a thousand leads tomorrow, why isn't that the case? And then you can work out and frame your frame your your approach from there, so that when you do have these good relationships and you do get the inquiries from them, which will happen consistently and often if you've got the uh, got a good relationship, it will just help you make your sales process effortless. So actually, pre-framing and having the process they're they're two really really important points yeah well you've got to know exactly like when that inquiry comes in you don't want to fluster because flustering equals a waste of time as well like everything can go back to a waste of time and inconvenience for you you've got to know exactly what to do with them where to put them like what's happening with this inquiry how are you going to respond to them how are you going to deal with them how are you going to get them on uh, a discovery call kind of like a sales call basically what are you going to do with them during that call? What are some of the things that you want to say? What are some of the information that you need from them? What do you need to tell them? What are you going to do after this call? What's your follow-up after that? Like All of this information is something that you don't want to make up. You actually need to have a clear step-by-step, which is planned out. Because if you just make it up off the top of your head, if you just deal with inquiries that come in, if you start building relationships and get leads in, if you don't have this process in place, and I tell you this from my own experience, you will forget to deal with people. You won't respond to them in time. You'll start overthinking, think, oh, do I follow them up now or should I leave it another week? There's too much stress. And then from there, you're going to forget. You're going to forget vital information, <laughs> which you probably should have told them or you might have needed from them or you could just forget to book them in on a call and then it's just a lead that's left around and then they've gone dead and you've missed out on an opportunity the step-by-step system is really 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 crucial knowing just what to do how to take your potential client just an inquiry from a to z and they're clearer and easy you can understand that the much easier it is for you to not only do but also to convert them and then sell the thing you want to sell which is your show Hundred percent, hundred percent, and let's uh, to to wrap that up. The actual three major steps to tackle twenty twenty two, three steps that we're actually tackling uh, ourselves in our world. Step number one is to actually choose what you want, and then create the desirable offers around that. Actually, pick how many gigs do you want to do, what price point do you want to do, what is it that you're going to do. So get really clear on your offers. You're in a really great position. Step number two is to actually start building relationships and deepen those relationships, build rapport so that you can create consistent lead flow, actually create consistent leads for your entertainment business. And then the third major point is to actually have a process associated with all of this so that you can make your conversions, make your sales process effortless. You don't have to panic or worry about what it is that you're going to be doing any given day of the week. You can actually create a process and let your business run on autopilot because you've pre-framed everything effectively because you chose that you were going to pre-frame it effectively. So there are three major steps to tackle 2022. I nearly said 21 there. Absolutely ruined the end of, ruined the, end of the episode. It's 22. It's going so well. It's going uh, so well. The it's the second. Step, Give the me last, a few minutes. And the fourth step, remember which bloody year it is. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a process for that bit. I'm sorry. Oh, wonderful. Well, with that said, guys, honestly, thank you so much for listening. Hope you got some uh, valuable insights for this and I hope you crash 2022 as well. I'm sure we'll see you all soon. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. 
Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group, and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside, so to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group, and the magic of the internet will take you straight there, or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. And we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum, and we'll send you all of the details.